Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up, everyone? It's Dr. Will Cole, and welcome to The Art of Being Well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers in the world over a decade ago, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum, and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, there's loads of free resources there as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. All right. You heard it last month. We had a bonus episode, which we answered a lot of your burning health questions. And you know, at the end of every regular episode, I answer one of your health questions as well in the Ask Me Anything segment of the show. And we are back. Only Last time you met Megan, which was on my functional diagnostic nutrition team, and she's a central part of our functional medicine telehealth center. Well, today he brought the whole, all of the lead patient team at the functional medicine center. What the heck? It's like a reunion tour, only we never broke up. (laughs) And I want to introduce you to everybody We're going to, just to give you a little heads up of what you're going to get out of today's episode, we're going to answer more of your health questions. You're going to get my answer as well as brilliant minds in the functional medicine space. And we're going to talk about different food philosophies, supplements, labs, health fads, all this stuff. We're going to answer those things today. So keep your questions coming for upcoming episodes like this. You can send them to us on social media. Or go to drwillcole.com and send us a message there from the email. Links are all on the site. So you're, we're going to answer a ton of your health questions. And we're also going to go over another health case. We went over it last month. We went over it. We talked a lot about mycotoxins and different autoimmune inflammatory health issues in a case review of an actual patient. And today we're going to go over a different type of case, 
with some overlap, you know, some, these are typical cases that we see 11 hours a day. So we're going to go over their labs, what they were going through, what they were feeling like, and a functional medicine approach to how we help them. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the patient team here. Megan, you want to kick it off since they met you last month that you're like an old, <laughs> old pal. I am. I'm, you know, nice and trustworthy. You guys already listened to the last episode. <laughs> old faithful. <laughs> I'm old faithful. Old faithful's back, everybody. <laughs> yes, it's good to be back. So yes, I'm Megan. Learned a little bit about me last time. I'm one of the functional diagnostic nutrition practitioners. I uh, spend my day working with you and our patients to have appointments and mm-hmm. help analyze labs and put together nutritional protocols and overall patient and email support. It's great. Yes. And today we also have other people. So Emily, the other <laughs> side of the table here. <laughs> How the heck are you? I'm great. I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Um, yeah, I'm Emily. I've been here for about five years. One of the FDMPs on staff as well been working with all of you guys for a long time. We have fun. We have a lot of a lot of fun, good time, but <laughs> <laughs> we love what we do, right? Yes, I mean, we, we love do. our patients and we love what we get to do and yeah. working with people that you consider family. It's yes. it's a blessing for sure. Absolutely. I think we say that all the time not only to each other, but to our patients as well. You know, we consider you guys family and and so I think it's really it's just a cool opportunity. And so um yeah, but I work one-on-one uh, with patients, doing whether it's protocol check-ins or just meeting with people, um, mindfulness visits. So it's something I I really enjoy to do. Yeah. Awesome. And we have the queen bee herself. <laughs> <laughs> She'll hate that you said that. <laughs> And I'm Andrea. I've worked with Dr. Cole for over a decade now. Um, So obviously that makes me feel really old when I say that, but it's definitely something that I want to just reiterate what everybody said is that we love what we do. We love you guys. This has been such a blessing to see these healing journeys over this last decade and to sit on these podcasts and listen to what Dr. Cole has to say. It's amazing. And we just really feel blessed by the opportunity to serve you guys in the best way possible. Thank you, Andrea. So basically, I mean, I spent more with these three people than I probably do anybody in the world. So we, uh, it's to that level. I mean, we start 10, 11 hours a day, just to give you a little rundown of how much time I spend with these people. Uh, in the morning, we do a case review meeting. Well, before that, we do meditation, prayer, just to ground for the day, praying over these people that we really care for our patients and to not only be clinically serving them in the way that they need to be sharp, to hold space for them, to be relentless in figuring out what the heck's going on with their health, to give them the due diligence and thoughtfulness that they need, but also holding space for them because we know they're going through really serious things. And we don't take that lightly at all. It's a sacred responsibility to us. But then we go over case reviews, obviously for the day, which you're going to get a little bit of that uh, in today's episode, uh, what we would do in a patient meeting. And that's actually what Megan said is that last episode, it was kind of, hey, this is a patient meeting. We It's it's just people are listening to it. And obviously we're being HIPAA compliant here. We're not giving anybody's name, which we would do in a patient meeting. But it's, it's a behind the scenes look of what we really immerse ourselves doing every day during the week. Um, and I'm excited to share it with you all. But basically we're together all the time. And right now we're actually working remotely we're not in the functional medicine telehealth center, but that's the benefit of telehealth. We could be anywhere. I'm speaking and teaching and they're here for continuing education, obviously just to be the best we can be and to be sharp 
for our patients. So that's where we're at. That's what we're doing. But I think we can get into the ask me anything, right? So I'm going to go over, uh, what are some questions we got? Yeah. Well, um, I'll kick off the first one. Uh, we can go around the table, but uh, <laughs> here's, let's just start with uh, one of the patient team's favorite topics. Um, <laughs> we know this to be true. Dr. Cole, what's your favorite healthy snack right now? All right. So I have three people that know me very well. So I, uh, I'll answer on it. <laughs> I can't lie. Uh, so favorite healthy snack right now. Well, to be honest with you, I had a, this is true for years. It's not even right now. My go-to drink of choice is Zevia. Shout out to Zevia, man. <laughs> Honesty. It, uh, they are not a sponsor in the pod, but they should be, Zevia. Where, where are you at my, my whole life? Uh, the reality is Zevia is amazing. The cola one only, the dark blue one. I like the light blue as caffeine-free as well. But you will see me either when I'm at my functional medicine center, I'm, I'm actually I'm holding one right now, a Zevia. I just finished one. But it'll either be Zevia or tea. And as you know, I do a lot of intermittent fasting, time compressed feeding, and I will drink tea a lot and I will have Zevia as well because um, it's not breaking my fast um, because from an insulin response standpoint, look, it's Zevia is not a health food. I wouldn't say it's a health food, but it's a healthy alternative to cola. And I want to live my life. And that's what I'm talking about in all of my books is what I talk about with my patients. It's food peace. It's having like a grace and a lightness to this and eating healthy and having healthy options is fun. It's fun. It's not punitive. So that's what Zevia is for me. But that's a weird thing. But I'm a drinks guy. Like, <laughs> I, I'll give me drinks all day long. Give me liquids over food, right? That's, that's yes, more my 100%. thing. 100%. So my snack is like going to be a drink. So it's this big old teas tea, organic tea. So normally when I'm a guest on a podcast, because I'm not, I don't have to have this cold. Like when I was on the Skinny Confidential check that episode out. It's obviously another Dear Media show with Michael and Lauren Bostick. I had this on the show and they talked about it because basically people think I have, my, my brother-in-law said, do you have a giant bottle of human urine in it? But no, it's green tea. People think it's like, do you, are you drinking like a 40 of like alcohol? <laughs> no, it's green tea. But it's either going to be a tea, tea, organic tea. I love peak tea. You know that uh, I have peak tea all the time. Or Zevia. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't even think. Those are really my favorite snacks. How about you guys? Do you want to go first, Andrea? Okay. So we continuously say that we need a food podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and pitch that idea. If you're <laughs> interested, let us know. We'll talk about food, all things that we eat. But one of the things that I truly enjoy eating all the time, regardless, is plantain chips they're addicting. And there's these ones by Tara that you can get made with coconut oil. And I love them. And they're salty and they're crunchy <laughs> and they're amazing. And then it would not be an Andrea food item if it didn't include chocolate. So <laughs> love some chocolate. My favorite two companies are Hugh Kitchen and Honey Mama. Both of those are fantastic. And I will tell you, Later this weekend at our conference, I bought both of the pumpkin flavors that are seasonal from Honey Mama and from Hugh Kitchen. And we're going to taste test and see which one is better. So, yes, Andrea is like the healthy snack connoisseur. Yeah. Yes, she is. <laughs> and now we get, you have Amazon Prime 
And when you see a Whole Foods order coming, we know there's going to be some good snacks yeah. in there. If you if you have questions about healthy snacks, Andrea is the person to ask. Yeah. And I think <laughs> the Hue chocolate is just Hue because Hue Kitchen was the restaurant. Rest yes. in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. That's we closed. miss you. But <laughs> come back soon. <laughs> yeah, I, let me just say real fast, Hue Kitchen, the owner, the owners of Hue Kitchen, I... I, I lamented the fact that they the New York City restaurant closed. They sent me tons of like snacks to like to appease me. My this, And they the, were delicious. Yeah. You loved huge, those. Yes. That restaurant's amazing. The yeah, the huge chocolate's good. What's your favorite huge chocolate flavor, Andrea? I love the hazelnut one. <gasps> that one's so good. So good. And if as along the lines of my Amazon delivery from Whole Foods you can talk to Dr. Cole and Emily about their rummaging through my bags that continuously <laughs> happens whenever Always. that arrives. So yes. I have to order extra snacks because they take mine. So Zevia and Hugh, if you're listening, we love you. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, let's see. I think honestly, my favorite healthy snacks, I think just the Kite Hill brand in general. I'm a big Kite Hill fan. My kids thrive on Kite Hill, um, you know, especially since my son, he was dairy free from birth. And so I think that that's been a huge help for us. He is the pickiest of all picky eaters. And so, but he loves the kids squeezable Kite Hill yogurts. I love the Kite Hill Greek yogurts, the vanilla unsweetened one. I think it's perfect, but all of the products, I think my obsession right now, and Andrea would probably agree, is the Kite Hill queso. It's so good. Seriously, if you are dairy-free and you want queso, it's the only queso. It's <laughs> yeah. the only thing you should eat. I like siete. Siete's is really good too. Yeah. I honestly it think- It's not the same consistency. If you want like the dippy They're two cheese. different. They're very different. And I think they're both really, really good. I just think that's my, if you're talking current healthy snack obsessions, that would be it right okay. now. This is a nut cheese war. We're just yeah. we're having this. <laughs> Siete on you, one side, get, Kite Hill on the We next. are passionate, but you know what? The Siete chips though. Okay. You can't go wrong with their chips. I think every single one is fantastic. Oh, Siete, uh, their potato chips. We got the kettle cooked, I think is what they are. And it's the salt and vinegar with the yes. serrano. Oh my gosh, so yes. good. I love my potato chips and those are by far the best. Yes. So yeah, Siete, Kite Hill, you cannot go wrong with either mm -hmm. of those That's options. True. That's true. How about you, Megan? Well, you can tell it's me because I'm going to say something not plant-based. <laughs> the wolf speaks. Um, well, All I'd the say, carnivore groupies out uh, there. Obviously. This is your girl. If I, if I could have an unlimited supply of anything Epic brand, like their meat sticks, yeah, the fish bites, the, liver, the salmon bites, their bone broths, their pork rinds, like that is, that's my love. And then I would say secondary, I've been real into skier. So like Icelandic provisions, Siggies, like I feel like if it was good enough for like farmers and Vikings in Iceland, then it's, it's that's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, what would Vikings do? I, I, what would Vikings do in farmers? Yes. You know, all these people, it's got probiotics in it. I handle that form of dairy very well. So yeah, Icelandic yogurt, meat sticks and dry farms wine. If you want to count that as a, <laughs> as a snack, <laughs> if we're going there, yeah. there's my, there's my plant-based option. Shout out to Todd. White. Yeah. Your plant-based option is wine. Is dry farms wine. That's... <laughs> I have to tell you guys about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier 
and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. Add a gallery wall to your home office or send the perfect gift. From art prints and diplomas to the photos sitting on your phone, we all have that, you can frame bridge just about anything. Here's how it works. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. You can preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at just $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, my listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use my code WILLCOLE. Order online at framebridge.com or stop by a FrameBridge store to work with the designer in person if you're in New York, DC, Atlanta, or Philly. I love FrameBridge so much. I think it's such a smart idea and you can get all these amazing things at such an affordable price. I love them. I use them in my own life. I have them at the Functional Medicine Telehealth Center. Get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code WILLCOLE to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code WILLCOLE. Framebridge.com, promo code WILLCOLE. Today's program is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the health and wellness company that makes comprehensive daily nutrition really, really simple. With so many stressors in life, it's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrient needs to thrive. We have busy schedules. Some of us have poor sleep, exercise, the environment, work stress, or just simply just not eating enough of the right foods can leave people feeling deficient and being deficient in key nutritional areas. AG1 by Athletic Greens, the category-leading superfood product, brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody, keeping up with the research, knowing what to do, and taking a bunch of pills and capsules is hard on the stomach and hard to keep up with. To help each of us be at our best, they simplify the path to better nutrition by giving you the one thing with all the best things. I love this because... I'm busy consulting patients. I need something easy, convenient, nutrient-dense that's gonna increase my energy levels, support my brain health, and support my gut health. That's why I love AG1. Just one tasty scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, a probiotic, a green superfood, and more in one convenient daily serving. The special blend of high-quality bioavailable ingredients in one scoop of AG1 work together synergistically to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, supporting your energy and focus, aiding with gut health and digestion, and supports a healthy immune system, effectively replacing multiple products or pills with one healthy, delicious drink. 
to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1 with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash willcole. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash willcole to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. All right, let's go to the next question. All right. This is a good question because I feel like people who first get started within our care and our clinic ask this. They want to know, and a good question would be, you wrote Ketotarian. Do you recommend keto or mostly plant-based for every person patient? All right. So this is a question that I actually get asked quite a bit on podcasts that know that I run a functional medicine center, but also know that I wrote Ketotarian. And patients, I think, ask you all a lot. So look, the reality is this is functional medicine. If you if people read the books, they'll know my, this is my message. It's completely what I talk about in the book is that it's bioindividuality. It is even within the umbrella of ketotarian, there's so many customizations of moderating carbs and doing clean carb cycling or people that are doing less fat and people increasing their protein. There's so many ways to do even just a clean ketogenic nutrient dense diet like ketotarian. And people need to realize too that ketotarian is not just vegan and vegetarian keto, it's also pescatarian keto as well. And I explain about that at length of why I did that in the book. So it's wild caught fish and fresh seafood, but still this clean nutrient dense ketogenic diet. So whether it's someone saying, you know, you run a functional medicine center, do you have everyone being plant-based or do you have everyone go ketotarian or do you have everyone go keto? The answer is no, because my agenda is what's clinically relevant, but also what does the person love? Because whatever we would do clinically from a food standpoint, a clinical nutrition standpoint has to be sustainable because if somebody hates what they're doing or doesn't enjoy it, or it's not clinically the best, most targeted, advantageous way to go about it, it's not going to serve them. So I, my agenda is what moves the needle for that person. So it's, we have, I would say generally most people are decreasing the amount of refined carbohydrates, but there's a whole kingdom of clean carbohydrates that people can explore with to find their arm. And I talk about this in the book, their carb sweet spot. And if someone's very carb tolerant to carbs, they don't have insulin resistance, they don't have any inflammatory problems against carbohydrates, then we can explore that. But let's bring carbohydrates and leverage the benefits of them, i.e. gut microbiome diversity from the fiber of a lot of these foods or the impact that it could have on your hormones or your brain or just enjoying life because you like the taste of them. Like, let's explore that. But if your body's telling us whoa, this does not make me feel good. The labs are paying a price. Your health is paying a price for these carbohydrates, even if they're the cleanest quote unquote form of whole food carbohydrates, like sweet potatoes or fruits or like a gluten-free grain or something like that. The lab and your progress is going to be the dictator there, not me. <laughs> so I want you to have as much flexibility, as much options as your body will allow. But remember, what serves you today isn't necessarily what's going to be needed forever and ever. So that's my thoughts on that. And the same way with meat. Like if you read Ketotarian, I talk about it in the book, I eat grass-fed beef. There is wild-caught fish. There is fresh seafood in the book. Many people are just seeing the cover of the book and they actually don't know that I'm talking about a more, a cleaner, a plant-forward, a whole foods-based ketogenic diet that is cyclical, but not exclusively plant-based. 
and certainly not demonizing me either. So, I mean, what do you guys do? What what, yeah. what do people think when they're asking that question? Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I think something that we always tell people when we get that question is, listen, at the end of the day, we're going to look at your labs. We're going to tell you what's clinically relevant based on how, you know, what you're going through and what your labs say. But we also want to meet you where you're at too. And I think that's incredibly important because we don't want to give something to someone that's going to stress them out even more, or maybe again, cause like I said, cause stress in their life. But I think, like I said, we want to educate people. We want to tell them what is going to help you heal your body the best and give that education there. But we want to meet you where you're at. We want to be flexible with that as well. No, I think Emily said that beautifully. So props, props to you, Emily. I mean, it's got to be, and like you said, Dr. Cole, it's got to be clinically relevant and it's got to be emotionally okay. Because like we talked about, everyone's different. We're all different as a patient team on what we're willing to do from a food perspective too. These patients, they're going through some very real things and they want to heal, but we also have to see what they're okay with doing so that we don't cause more stress to themselves. Yep. So next question how are the labs my regular doctor run different than what you would run? We get asked this a lot. And I think when people mean when they say regular doctor, it's your standard PCPs, your GPs. I, I know. <laughs> we, we get that really a lot. We're They're like my irregular. regular doctor. I'm like, <laughs> you mean your non-functional medicine doctor. Okay. So what is a really common question is how do what we run as far as I think most often blood work different from what their standard doctor is running? All right. So I'll, I'll answer my, and then you can, you can give me your thoughts, Andrea. So there's a lot. I think people should listen to the first episode ever of the art of being well, because I go over this in detail about the optimal range, the functional range, where does your body function the best? Where does vibrant wellness reside? That's in the functional range. So we all use that optimal range in functional medicine. I mean, the Cleveland Clinic's Functional Medicine Center uses every doctor that's trained to the Institute for Functional Medicine or IFM. We all are interpreting conventional labs through the lens of optimal, not average. The lab is looking at just the reference range. So we use conventional data, but we're interpreting it differently. So you, all your labs from your conventional doctor may look quote unquote normal, but they may not be optimal. They might do, they're probably just average or, you know, they may not be running as comprehensive labs as we could run even within a conventional setting. I mean, I would, most of the labs that we run on patients around the world are actually all done through conventional labs. Like if you look at the blood tests that people are having ran biomarker wise, the amount of data that we're getting from Quest and LabCorp and amazing conventional labs like this, that's most of the data. And it's very helpful data too. Because most of the time these blood labs are offset covered by insurance if we're coding it and it's clinically appropriate. And we would only run labs that are clinically appropriate. So for us to get thorough, comprehensive data by just utilizing conventional labs, it's there. So why not utilize it? I think is profound. So we need to A, interpret labs, looking at optimal average. That's one main difference. And number two, we're running more comprehensive labs based off of what's clinically relevant to that person. Most of that is conventional. But then we're running more comprehensive labs even beyond the conventional stuff too. But you know, it depends on what you consider conventional, I guess, right? So, I mean, we're looking at the microbiome. That's very conventional, but your conventional doctor is not going to run that. But there's thousands of studies done on the microbiome, so you can't get more conventional than that. We're looking at the microbiome. We're looking at toxicity. We're looking at chronic infections. We're looking at hormone imbalances. So we're just, I would say, 
in interpreting labs more succinctly. And we're also running more comprehensive labs. Just look at the stones that are most likely to have something underneath it based off of that comprehensive health history, which begins at that consultation. So that's what be my thoughts on that. What do you guys think? Well, I'll say most of the time, it's not that your doctors don't care for you. They truly do. It's just they're what their training is, is completely different than what we do. So even if they have those labs, a lot of times they don't know what to do with them. And so for them, it just doesn't make sense to run. And so a CBC, a CMP, these pretty basic standard things that even we look at could mean something entirely different. We may see directionally that we need to explore mycotoxins or we see chronic infections and maybe we need to think parasites or there's so many different things in the way that we interpret it that is completely different than how your doctor may view it. To them, they may say, hey, everything looks normal. And to us, it's, it's not it's not normal because you don't feel good. So that means something that we need to take a deeper dive, a deeper look at. And again, your doctor is running the same labs that we are sometimes, but it's just how are we utilizing those? And Dr. Cole, you touched on so many good points. It's really us wanting to get the larger, bigger picture. And so we're taking these labs that obviously if it's available through Quest and LabCorp, it's a standard lab. It's just how are we utilizing that and learning about you and what you need? Guys, what say you? (laughs) I mean, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, The only other thing that I might add to it is it's not just the blood labs that we're diving into, but the stool test. I couldn't tell you the last time a doctor when even when I was going through symptoms said, you know what we should check if you're having stool related symptoms, we should look at your stool. Like it's just Mm -hmm. not as common and they're not looking at optimizing. I will say like looking those zonulin levels, which points towards leaky gut, are there parasites and when are you testing? Cause the parasites might not be showing up. Is there dysbiosis? So yes, with the blood, yes, with the stool, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm a lab geek, so I could, I won't, I won't rattle on any further. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I think that's a great point. And you know, they, there are conventional stool tests like that people run, but they're not looking at the biomarkers that we're looking at. They're not looking at the larger landscape of the health of the gastrointestinal system, nor the landscape of the gut microbiome. So they're looking at GRDR, they're looking at some random specific biomarker, but there's like a hundred of biomarkers you can look at. So if you hung your hat on that one biomarker and like, you don't have that, but you may have other pathogens or other things that are going on in the gut that could be completely contributing or causing your symptoms. Array was created to help people feel the best so they can be their best through targeted products, which are 100% natural, filler-free, organic, and formulated by a naturopathic doctor. Array's products work in under an hour so you can actually feel the results. The bloat capsules have a legendary following, by the way, and they are super versatile because they can be taken at any time. Whether you've had a plant-based meal, something super healthy, or something heavier like a pizza or pasta, it optimizes digestion with the use of five key herbs and a fruit-based digestive enzyme and it's completely laxative-free and non-habit-forming. The bloat capsules were designed to give people food freedom and optimized health. Plus, Array's products are as efficacious as they are chic. Go to Array.com and use code WILL at checkout for 10% off a one-time purchase or 25% off your first month subscription. Again, just go to Array.com, that's A-R-R-A-E.com, and use code WILL at checkout 
for 10% off your one-time purchase or 25% off your first month subscription. Public Goods is the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper and shampoo to pet food. Public Goods is your new everything store, thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. Rather than buying from a bunch of single product brands, Public Goods members can buy all of the premium essentials in one place with one beautiful, streamlined aesthetic. Public Goods searches the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly, and innovative products. We use their products at the Functional Medicine Telehealth Center. We use all their cleaning products. We use tons of public goods there, and I use it in my home as well. Knowing what's in your products and where they come from is really important, my friends. And what I love about public goods is that they ethically source and obsessively develop each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives that are still sadly common on drug and grocery store shelves. They are committed to making their products super healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. Best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation. Join hundreds of thousands of others who have switched to their new everything store like me. I've worked out an amazing deal just for my listeners. Receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash Will Cole or use code Will Cole at checkout. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S, publicgoods.com forward slash Will Cole to receive $15 off your first order. All right. So... What's your favorite supplement you have at drwillcole.com for everyday people? All right. So this is a good question. It's the first thing to think about here is we get this question a lot too, because we have a functional medicine telehealth center. They're like, well, do you recommend, is that what you have all your patients on? No, we have hundreds of different options for patients. It's based off of their health history. It's based off what's clinically appropriate. It's based off of those labs that we keep talking about. And it's based off of, you know, look, this is what the show's about. It's the science and art of wellness. We have all the clinical data, the health history and the clinical experience with the patient, but the art of it is adjusting it in real time. Some people get better very quickly. We can go off of things that aren't needed. We could readjust dosages. We could retest and refine the protocol and pivot and focus on the things that are being more stubborn. I mean, whatever. There's the, this is what the this podcast is about. It's born out of this clinical passion that we have for the science and the art of wellness, hence the art of being well. But that's not what drwillcole.com is about. Drwillcole.com is not the telehealth center. You're not a patient. You could be, but you're not right now. And you are the person that's reaching out to us on social media or listen to the podcast. And you're like, hey, maybe at this point in my journey, I don't need a functional medicine doctor or I'm not ready yet. I'm busy or whatever reason they have, or they're just looking to optimize their health and take their health in their own hands. That's fantastic. We want to be advocates for you. We want to be encouragers of that. So only the things that are at drwillcole.com are because people asked us, what are the core things that you recommend for just the average person to take. We're not running labs. We're just looking to improve your energy, improve your hair, your skin, your nails, improve your digestion, your gut health, lower inflammation levels, support balancing hormones, all of these things. So just to differentiate that, there's very 
There's core things, fundamental things at drwilco.com, labs, patient stuff. There's hundreds of different formulas we can use. Just want to clarify that. Um, my favorite thing, I love them all. That's why I, or I wouldn't have them on the website. But I would probably say, hmm, I really like the detoxer. I love the detoxer because I think that some of the compounds in there to support detoxification pathways and methylation and lowering inflammation levels, it really supports liver detox pathways. And I think there's some core support there that I know from clinical experience that so many people could benefit from. I also really, really love Holy Main. It's a such a great formula. It's marine collagen. It's pearl powder. And the the stories we keep hearing there, people yeah. are like addicted to Holy Main. For so good I, reason. <laughs> right. I formulated it with Agent Natur, which is an amazing natural skincare line. And I formulate their supplements. The two that they've done um, was Holy Youth, which is the first one, and then Holy Main. They both have the benefits. I love them both. But Holy Main, people love it because it's tasteless. So it doesn't taste like anything. And it mixes very easily in liquids. And it's great. Like the changes that people are seeing with their hair, like if they have brittle hair or thinning hair or skin issues or nail, like brittle nails, uh, it's an amazing thing to add to smoothies and teas and water. Um, so that those would be, I know they asked for one, a favorite, but those are my, probably my two. What would, what would you say, Emily? I think for me, the methylator has been a game changer. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but in order to work here at the office, you have to have some type of methylation <laughs> impairments. <laughs> MTHFR C677P yes. is preferred. Uh, MTHFR club, anyone wants to join, please reach out to us. <laughs> we all took the 23andMe test and we had the same methylation impairment. So, um, but yeah. Snip. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I, I started taking that. And again, I think it's just been a game changer. I took it throughout my pregnancy. I took it, I've been taking it since. And yeah, I, I just think it's one of those kind of lifelong things that I know is, is going to be really helpful to increasing and supporting those methylation pathways. And so I love the ingredients. I love the support that I've gotten from that. And I will say, I am very excited though about the magnesium. And I know Andrea, oh, that's going to be that her favorite. <laughs> so I, I don't think I even knew that much about magnesium and just all of the benefits before starting to work here, just how much I needed it. And I'm really, really pumped and excited for that. Um, but Andrea, I'm sure you will speak more on that because you love the magnesium. I do. I'm a magnesium fiend. <laughs> I think everybody at the office knows I have like a collection and that I, I make, we call them, we joke, it's our magnesium cocktails. And ours taste amazing. And I love it so much. I used to think that I had anxiety and I've obviously anybody who knows me, I'm a little OCD, so I probably have a bit of anxiety, but there's an internal trembling that I realized that I had that was completely unrelated to anything that I was emotionally going through. And I would be like, what the heck is this? And then I started taking magnesium, got my magnesium RBC tested. And I honestly know when I need magnesium. And the second I have it within a few minutes, I feel so much better. It has just been such an amazing thing. And what we have and what we have created is such a good blend of everything that most people are deficient in. And I really, I could not stress my magnesium obsession enough with you that you need magnesium in your life and you need our magnesium. And then just a little shout out to vitamin D because it's, it, 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 everybody's deficient. So grab yourself some vitamin D. 
the D3K2, and then the magnesium is mag- magnesium threonate, magnesium glycinate, magnesium malate. It's a blend of like just the best, like you said, a magnesium cocktail. So it's really good for boosting your brain, calming anxiety, supporting digestion, all the good things. Yeah, that's funny real fast about the MTHFR. I did not require that to be a part of the team here, but we found out <laughs> later when we looked at the raw genetic data, well, we all have the same gene variant, which is the MTHFR, which is a gene that codes for an enzyme that basically brings homocysteine down. This is sort of master methyl donor. It donates uh, carbon hydrogen groups, CH3 groups to really do a lot of things. But we all have pretty much, I think for the most part, we all have a family history of autoimmune conditions mm-hmm. in our yep. family. And there's a high connection people with that. Yeah. And this, I mean, Andrea is public before. I'm not like breaking her health history here, but she has autoimmune issues that she's living out this stuff that we're talking about functional medicine in her own life to optimize your health. So this is something that's near and dear to us, not just on a clinical professional level, but a personal thing as well. Anyways. Yeah. So it's uh, for us, it's not just the professional level because we we're all kind of nerdy and geek out on this stuff and we love it and we love to figure out puzzles and put people's lives back together for them. But on a personal level, on an emotional level, we get it and we understand. I understand. And we care so deeply more about who you are and what you need than we do care about what your diagnosis is. And that to us is just so important. How about you, Megan? What's your favorite? Supplement? Yeah. Oh, well, you kind of took all my favorites. So I'll just touch on them. But there's no liver supplement yet. There's no liver <laughs> detoxing supplement, but we'll, we'll work on that. There's no so. random deer spleen. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, get to work on that. <laughs> uh, magnesium for me. I mean, I've studied a lot about like soil depletion, and there is like nothing in the soil. On top of that, we use a lot of pesticides, and that also just depletes a lot of the minerals in our bodies. So I think I read it's like over 75% of people are deficient in magnesium. And it's a big thing. Like Andrea said, it really helps my anxiety. I swear by it. It's specifically this magnesium that just helps to break through the blood brain barrier. It's super important, but also energy production. I love to work out. It is my de-stressor and you know, magnesium is so important for not only the creation, but the transport of energy within our cells. So I swear by the magnesium and I swear by the the vitamin D too, because again, I could be outside for hours and my vitamin D would still test low. Again, 23 and me taught me that yeah. <laughs> VDR. I have the same thing. I have yep. a double VDR, yep. which is double the vitamin VDR. D receptor gene for people that are wondering. Guys, we talk in acronyms. We sound like a Star Wars episode. We do. <laughs> All right. What's the last question here? Yeah, no, this is a great last question for everyone. And it's what's one thing everyone can do right now to start and better their health. And I think this is incredibly important because we can look at changing your health as an all or nothing thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from what we tell our patients and what we've really went through in our personal lives and together and something we live by is that it's not all or nothing. This is one day at a time. This is you know, we don't expect anybody to be perfect. I think we say this in almost every appointment. We don't expect you to be perfect. We're going to educate you. We're going to give you the the tools to really change your health, but this is not all or nothing. So if you guys had an ideal, like what's one thing that you could start today to really start to change your health, what would that be? Andrea, do you want to go first? Yeah. So I think one thing that most people, a lot of our patients are like us. They're type A. They want answers. They're going to do whatever you ask them to do. Heck, 
we could probably tell our patients to stand on their head, pat their belly and eat grass. And they would do it if they thought it was going to help them get better. But something that I want to piggyback off of what Emily said is that we are not expecting perfection. I always tell patients there is optimal. Yes, absolutely. But then there's still good. You're still caring for yourself in a purposeful way. So one of the things that I think is really important is just your mental, emotional health surrounding your health journey, making sure that you're separating yourself from what you're going through, making sure that you're doing mindfulness, whether that's deep breathing or forest bathing or yoga, meditation, prayer, whatever it is, just find a way to separate yourself from what you're going through. You can still acknowledge what you're going through without it consuming you and realize as long as you're doing everything that you need to be doing, and that includes mentally and emotionally and giving yourself grace where you need to, I think that that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. I would just echo that as well. I would say that like we say as a mantra in the clinic for our patients is you can't heal a body you hate. And it's more than just a soundbite. It is like, to me, it is a core foundational thing for sustainable wellness because you're at least starting to shift your perspective it's just easier to say to go off of gluten or go off of, because you're just, okay, I'm not going to have it. And I'm going to find a, a yummy alternative. It's a lot harder to say, quit serving your body a big slice of stress every day. That's a lot harder or big slice of shame every day. That's a lot harder, but it's work that's needed to start at least retraining your mind and your neural pathways and just redefining your relationship with your body, redefining your relationship with food and how that you have used it in the past, because it's, it's shifting the paradigm away from all the things you can't have to, whoa, I get to serve my body in this amazing way. I get to show my body love. I can use self-care as a form of self-respect. I can focus on things that make me feel good because avoiding foods that make you feel like crap isn't restrictive. It's self-respect and you can still enjoy foods. And I think like kind of what Andrea said, same thing is you cannot shame your way to wellness. You can try, but it'll be such a source of dread if you stick with it and you probably won't be able to stick with it. But what do you think? Yeah, I think something we talk a lot about when we're going over protocols with patients or making changes is, you know, using food as medicine. And I think that's something you can really start um, right now as well. And that's just making you know, mindful eating choices, you know, what is going to help my body thrive today? You know, honestly, using the inflammation spectrum, your book, that's a great starting point to do that. We've had patients who even before they've had consults, they said, Hey, I read your book. Mm -hmm. I start, you know, I started doing the core four or whatever that looks like. And even just making those changes right then and there is a great starting point. And it's just helping you become more mindful. It's it's learning to use food as medicine and just starting and making those choices and those changes. Yeah, I agree. That's probably the, a lot of people actually now I've read one of the books or listened to the podcast that have already made changes leaning into it. I think that's a great way to, to start. Yeah. What do you think, Megan? I think this is related, but a little bit different. I would tell someone to get outside and move every day. I mean, I will say, even on location here, the first thing I did today, we had to get up very early for that plane ride. I got outside for 20 minutes. I mean, shout out to the Pearl Mutters. Um, they wrote the awesome book, Brainwash, and they talk about how... That's yeah, an episode on the pod. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, yeah, check out that episode because that's a great David one. David Mutter. Yes. Brainwash. David and Austin yeah. um, are... they. That was just a great book, great podcast episode. But they talk about the research 
behind just getting outside. We're not meant to be sitting in front of a computer all day or a TV. And so often we start our days with our cell phone. We go to work to our computers and then we go home to our televisions and we're not utilizing something that's free and easy. Go outside, turn your brain back on and like dial back into reality. And I think it not only helps our mental health, it lowers our stress, but it also gets your heart rate up and it tells your body you're alive. And I think there's something to be said about how cheap and easy that is for your health. Great advice. Even if it's cold outside, look, we live in Pittsburgh. It's not the best weather in the world. Yeah. Um, But the reality is it's like uh, my wife, Amber said recently, she said, yeah, she said, it's, there's no such thing as, as bad weather. You don't go outside and it's just, you're not properly dressed. Yes. And it's like, that's what we need to re-see it. Exactly. So many people are like, well, it's cold. Yeah, we get it. We live in Pittsburgh. Have you been here before? It's like, it's cold and rainy, but it's like, you can still get out in nature. Yeah. Our ancestors would just go outside and now we are, I hate to use this word, but we're a little soft with that. Mm-hmm. When you can go outside and be cold, sweat, do whatever yeah. you got to do. It's okay to feel a little uncomfy It's okay sometimes. to be uncomfy. <laughs> and yeah, Andrea just said, yeah, cold therapy, it's like a thing. A it's cryotherapy. free if you go outside in Pittsburgh in the winter. Just Hormesis. <laughs> we got it. All right, let's jump into this case review. So this is a patient of ours that we care for deeply, just like all of them. And they were going through very serious digestive problems. So this patient was born in 1990 and she, 1990, I'm sorry. Can't do the math in my head. She's 31. <laughs> she is 31 guys. Oh boy. Wow. <laughs> it's like dramatic pause, dramatic pause. We'll leave it there. Cut that. <laughs> we'll probably keep it. <laughs> I was like, oh, what about it? Was there something happened in 1990 that I don't know about? <laughs> it's like, what? And no, that's what, all that's all we got. All right. So she was going through some serious things. She was, Andrea mentioned before we started recording that she, this case review was already doing a protocol in one of the books that, that I wrote. So, and she did it for weeks. And that's a lot of our patients. They eat way cleaner than most people do, but they're still struggling with their health issues despite doing quote unquote all the things. So that's when we did a comprehensive health history and ran the labs, but she was going through irregular bowel movements. She had flare ups of constipation and diarrhea. She had horribly painful bloating, which we hear all the time. People say, they describe it like, I feel like I'm nine months pregnant. I can't even fit my clothes at the end of the day. It gets progressively worse throughout the day or it's random or it's constant and it's painful and uncomfortable. She was going through this. She was going through burping um, and hiccuping. She was going through, I mentioned constipation, abdominal cramping. Her periods were off as well. They were painful. Uh, heavy flow, and she had fatigue as well. So that's what she was going through when I met her. We ran labs and we found amongst many things, because we ran labs based off of her health history, we saw SIBO and we we can quantify on a SIBO breath test, whether it's hydrogen or methane dominant. Generally speaking, I mean, this is understood within the community that methane dominant SIBO tends to be more stubborn. I don't find that always be the case. Remember, this lab is just a snapshot in time. No lab is perfect, but these are the best labs to get the data. And you can have dysbiosis, bacterial imbalances, which most people with different inflammatory problems have some dysbiosis. You can have dysbiosis without it being SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, 
but all SIBO is a form of dysbiosis. So we ran regular microbiome tests to look at dysbiosis specific, any opportunistic or pathogenic bacteria that were contributing to these symptoms. But we also ran a SIBO breath test and quantified the specific type of SIBO that she was going through. And then we ran hormone testing as well. Hormones were what we see for most people with SIBO is they have an other chronic infections, really low hormones as well. And then some hormonal imbalances that were impacting her periods negatively. So people can have estrogen dominance because the body's not detoxing. They can have low progesterone. They can have low testosterone and that's impacting their mood. It's impacting their energy levels. It's impacting their, their menstrual cycle. Uh, so those are some of the diagnostic things that we saw. And then do you guys have anything to add to that before I go over what we did for her? No, no, go for it. So then we brought in different tailored natural medicine protocol and food protocol based off of all the data. So we brought some antimicrobials in that we find to be very beneficial, like wormwood. Basically, these are blends of different natural herbal antimicrobials, like wormwood, black walnut, caprylic acid, olive extract, uva ursi, cat's claw, powder arco, oregano, organ grape. Seems like a lot, but they're in blends. So they're not taking 30 different antimicrobial capsules. A lot of these are in tinctures or in blends where we can cycle through that and listen to uh, the last bonus episode for um, Ask Me Anything, where I think we talked about rotating them as well. Yerba Mansa is another one. And then also biofilm disruptors, binders, other core things like we talked, some of the stuff that we talked about in today's episode and food changes. So we put her on probably, I don't have the full notes right here, but it would be sort of a modified GAPS protocol. Would you say that? Want to kick it off with the foods? Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. I actually uh, helped design this uh, nutritional protocol with you and the rest of the team and delivered it to her. And we did have a, a modified GAPS. We eliminated just about all FODMAP foods, anything fermentable, higher in starches, very, took her back to basics, broth, cooked proteins, lots of fish cooked veggies, souping, and a lot of intermittent fasting. You had her on a lot of intermittent fasting and that really helped to calm everything down from that perspective. So GAPS is an acronym that stands for gut and psychology syndrome or gut and physiology syndrome, depending on what you're using it for. So it's basically the gut's influence on inflammation levels and the brain. So lots of soups and stews, low FODMAP, but it's a it's in a way uh, an elimination diet approach because you do reintroduce things. You're not always... Uh, we're eliminating these things forever and ever, but it's therapeutically for a time. You wanted to talk, Andrea, about the antibiotics and the reactivation flare-up. Yeah, that's one of the things we most often get when I have a SIBO case. Because if you Google, which our patients do from time to time, which don't always highly recommend, we care for you all, but don't do that to yourself. Get off uh, Dr. Google. Yes, yeah. it's not good for your mental health. And you're going to find a whole bunch of information. Some of it really great, some of it not. But one of the first things when you look up SIBO is that you'll find that a lot of recommendations for antibiotics. And there are some studies that show how rifaximin and neomycin and all these different types of medications can really be helpful for SIBO. However, in our clinical experience, it is not the best thing to lean into right away because it's not normally just SIBO. There can be parasites, there can be mold, there can be other bacterial imbalances, many overgrowths, which a lot of times when you use an antibiotic to that effect, it's going to go in there and just wipe everything out. But then it leads to those regrowths being more prevalent as time goes on again. So one, we're seeing that it messes with your driving the 
microbiome imbalance with an antibiotic. Again, it has a time and a place. If it's necessary, it's necessary, but it's not always the first thing that we lean into. And then the second thing that we see a lot of is people who have done round after round after round and they feel better for 30 days and then it's back and then they feel better for two weeks and then it's back and then it's just this reoccurring cycle of just depleting your gut depleting your gut depleting your gut but we get it because you're looking for symptom relief but symptom relief short term doesn't always equate to long-term healing so that's where for us it's about those natural antimicrobials those deeper rooted issues what's driving what and figuring out how best we can support you as a whole yeah. Another thing that I wanted to highlight that maybe Megan or Emily, if you want to talk about is this patient specifically in this case review is the impact that stress could ha- had on their life and how stress management and what that looked like for them, how that was a major tool. It's not just about the foods and the fasting and the natural medicines. It's also about stress. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to give this to Emily to talk about because I know she had mindfulness with this patient specifically, but I will say just to kind of preface, she works full-time job. She had some family issues going on. Obviously it's private to her and she was working on a master's degree, which is very trying. So she had a lot of stress. And Emily, do you want to talk to us about how you helped her out with that? Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things that we talk about with any patient, and we've mentioned this earlier in in this episode, is just that we really have to be bringing in these stress reducing activities on a daily basis because we don't want to stress the body out even more because that can impact how you heal. Mental and emotional health is physical health. And so it's really, really important. And specifically for this person, just like Megan said, she was going through a lot and had a very high stress life. And unfortunately, specifically with some of our SIBO cases, it's something that we do tend to see is how much stress can impact their symptoms. And it's not just with SIBO cases, but I do think because it's such a cycle that can go back and forth and up and down, you know, especially we see patients come in trying to figure out what's causing this bloating and they can't figure out what food it is or what, you know, what's doing it. And that can be so stress inducing and then it makes things even worse. And specifically with this person, when we had her start pinpointing some of these stressors, she actually came back to us and emailed us and said, wow, I have realized how much stress is impacting my bloating and how much when I'm really working on reducing these stressors in my life, how much, you know, I I can see the healing. I can really see things to start just calming down. And, you know, that along with all of the tools that we've implemented really just helped her find this incredible balance. And I think that it's really taught her that this is something that she needs to do ongoing, even as she heals, something that she wants to implement for the rest of her life because it mm. really, she really saw an, a huge impact from that. What did that look like? People may be thinking like, oh, like, like I mentioned earlier, it's a lot harder and nebulous to say, quit stressing or yeah. lower stress, but yeah. these are some practical things people can do. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Something I, I say in all of my mindfulness visits is that it's really about doing something every day, whether it's 25 minutes or five minutes. Doing something daily is is the key factor and making sure it's something that you enjoy and look forward to doing because if it stresses you out even more because you don't want to do it, yeah. that's counterproductive, right? right? They're stressing about not stressing. Exactly. So you want to find something that you enjoy doing and find something that you can do every day. Even if 
an hour of hot yoga sounds awesome, but it's not realistic for the season of life you're in right now. We've got to choose something that's realistic, something that you can do. Something that we do as a clinic that we, you know, encourage people to do is meditation. Um, that's a great, great tool that has a lot of scientific research that has been beneficial to reduce stress. Specifically for this patient, that worked for her and it was something that she really did enjoy to do. So we really worked on trying to find ways to implement that daily. Journaling is another really great tool that I talk a lot about, whether that's an empty journal where you write down everything or prompted journals. One of my favorite journals is called the five minute journal. Something I leave on my nightstand um, and it has an evening and a morning time. I typically, I don't always get to both of them, but I try to do at least one of them a day. It's really cool. I actually think they may have renamed it to the six minute journal, which I think is really funny, but <laughs> regardless, it's a few minutes a day, a few minutes a day. It doesn't have to be this huge hour long task. It can be something that's a few minutes. I have toddlers. I don't always get 30, 45 minutes in. Sometimes mm -hmm. I get two minutes before they wake up in the day. But I really encourage to prioritize setting aside time for this, being intentional about it. And it can be really helpful. That's cool. So today we can go over some of the, the symptom where she's at now. And she's still, I think you're seeing her this week, Andrea. So her case is not even done. I mean, this is a person, you just heard a case review, a person that's in care right now. So it's not even like, it's like TBD, right? I mean, she'll continue to heal. I have no doubt about that. But where she's at right now, her digestion is dramatically better. The irregular bowel movement, she's going every day, normal formation on the Bristol chart, one to two snakes a day. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> no more GI flares. Her burping and hiccuping, let me read the notes, doesn't notice this anymore. The constipation, again, is regular now. The cramping, it's minor to gone. It's just around her cycle, uh, minor cramps. Or when she's stressed, I have a note about that. When she's stressed around work, it comes back, but otherwise it's gone. Um, the fatigue is so much better. Our cycle is so much better. Uh, yeah. And the bloating is gone too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, then I saw her a few months after that initial nutritional appointment. And like you said, we were able to bring foods back in that she was not able to have previously without mm -hmm. symptom flares. So it's not like she is souping for the rest of her life. I mean, it, she is not in that place. That's She's able point. to bring a lot of raw veggies, fruits, eventually grains that are gluten-free, things like that. She dedicated herself. I've got to say, we're all in different spots in life, but this patient was very dedicated to the process. She followed what we had to say to a T and it, it showed, it showed. And mm -hmm. she's in, like you said, her journey's not over, but she is miles better than when she first came to us. Yeah. That's a great point is that what serves you today. I mentioned this earlier. I'm going to repeat it again. What serves you today in your health walk or your health journey isn't necessarily what you're going to do forever and ever. So like we said, for this patient, they've done reintroduction. They're having a lot more flexibility. This is so sustainable for them. And it's so intuitive for them because it's, they just know what their body loves and what their body hates. And they still have, we have some things to go over this week on a visit, but they are so much better than moving in the right direction. And the gut takes time to heal. This hasn't even been that long. Uh, no, I'm looking at her initial consultation with you. It hasn't even been a year. Yeah. 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 She's already so, improved so much. That's awesome. Really great. So thank you all for geeking out with us today, the patient team. <laughs> We're going to make this a regular thing. I know you all love it for Ask Me Anything case review. Just send us your questions. And you can reach out to me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, send in your questions and we'll be able to answer them on the next Ask Me Anything episode. Until next time. Bye.
Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.